When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ. It is Friday, a beautiful Friday to boot. The 10th of March is just after 6 o'clock, wherever you are in the country. I hope you're having a good morning so far. Big good morning to the team up there in Auckland. Aroha, you got Joey B, you got Robbie, and a big welcome back to the one and only, the Oracle. Stay tuned, he'll be back later on, Kevy. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Love racing with the one and only Tony Kemp. How you doing, Kempe? Hey, Morena Valo. I know Robbie in the kitchen's waiting because he's made plenty over the last couple of weeks. Mate, I'm doing real good. Man, what a what a fantastic... Bula. Oh, Bulla. Bulla Vanaka, brother. What a fantastic little break. Out at Vomo Island, a nice little uh, resort out there off Fiji. About, uh, about a 10-minute helicopter ride or a 45-minute boat ride. It is, is it? You've got to get there. Got a little golf course out there, which you'd love. A little nine-hole pitch and putt. Um, great little tracks to walk around out in the island, and of course, just that Fijian hospitality. I've never seen it oh. like that before. I've got to say, if anyone is looking to go, just to let your let your hair down and and relax, check out Vomo Island Resort in Fiji. Um, it is by far one of the best places I've stayed in ever. Ever. Oh, you ought to stay in a few too, Kimpy. Oh, how? Would have stayed in a few. Talk, talk to me about this this cuisine. Oh, Mate, what, what was Kimpy delving into? Well, obviously, there's loads of seafood, loads of seafood, oh, yes. and, and loads of curry nights, you know, just the mixes. Raw um, fish? Oh, heaps of raw fish. Um, fresh snapper that they catch. Uh, lots of. Um, Shrimp and scallops and mussels and make, it, was, it was really nice. Like the food, obviously Fijian night was a was a big highlight for me. Uh, did a Fijian. I was actually asked to be their chief, like the the visitors' chief, where they sit you up on the seat and and do all the the, nice. carver, the carver session, which I had to go through the proper protocols. So I wrapped out a, a hucker for the for the Fijian boys. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. And um, look, I couldn't speak highly enough of them to Tim. Um, who's the Fijian host up there that looked after us? Uh, you got you got um, Jason, Megan. You know, the, just the team up there, 
and I'm making the coffees in the morning. They, you know, what Fijian people are like, is he? And oh, yeah. one thing I, yeah. I didn't know about the like as you as you do, and we're gonna we're gonna talk later on this morning after seven o'clock um, to Iframi um, Iframi Naruma, who was an ex sevens player, and I only got to got to hear about him because he gets up every morning at five o'clock and takes training. And then he does it. So he's got two five o'clock sessions during the day. One at five o'clock in the morning for the staff, and then in the five o'clock in the afternoon he changes the, the um, what is the Vomo Sevens team that head over to the Fijian Sevens tournament next week. And what I didn't know was that the resorts actually have their teams that they take to these tournaments. And the yeah. great um, Serevi came out of Vomo. That was his team out of that island. And I was just I was like, no way. And so. Um, I said, mate, can we do an interview? And we've got a, got a real good chat coming up. Uh, it's as good to go on more than just an athlete. Though. So he's he's now looking to, to hopefully one day secure a coaching job with the Fijian Sevens team. But I'll talk more about it later. Um, like you thinking grassroots? You know how we love, love grassroots on this program, eh? So I went down and watched a training session. No boots. You know, yeah. post, <laughs> no post, half the post is down. The Fijian boys are just getting stuck in, mate. And it, I'll tell you, you talk about changing lives. If they went from that to the World Sevens, it'd be the biggest transition from grass. See, a lot of these boys haven't been to the main, ca- to the capital to play. Mm. They have never been onto the big island. So wow. that in itself, and they've got a current player in the, in the uh, Fijian side at the moment, off out of the Vomo um, team that's that's running around. So you're talking about changing lives, and I was watching training with Iframi, and I was just going, man, this. Imagine this: they go to LA, you know, they go to Sydney, they're here in New Zealand. <laughs> these guys here, mate, and and you know, the next time I go back, because we will go back, and both me and you will go back, hopefully. Um, we're taking up some boots, mate. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take some boots up, some shoes, so that these guys get uh, get a little bit of a, more of a chance of succeeding. But I've got to say, mate, if you ever you know check it out, Vomo Island Resort in Fiji, check it out. It is honestly first class. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I love Fiji, Kimpy. Like that is a special place, and I know exactly what you're saying. Like the people there are so friendly. Um, you know, they don't have the flash things, but they just get on with it with a smile. And sport, and particularly rugby, is a religion. Like, this sevens team, that is, they are, they are gods over there. Like, they just, they love it and they just cherish it every single day. They love what they're about. And, um, mate, you just, you would have seen the next William Ryder, Serevi, you know, you would have seen them on Vomo Island, you know, running around, just seeing what, doing what they do. Like Fijiana, there'll be some young girls watching their Fijiana seven players running around and doing what they do. It's, mate, it's a special place. I absolutely love Fiji, and I love it because they provide us with so much joy and entertainment throughout the years. So awesome, KMP, and I'm looking forward to um, having a catch-up with Naruma. Later in the show. What else we got coming up, brother? Yeah, out of seven, we'll be talking some NBL finals uh, with with Mr. Gaze. Looking forward to that chat. And then at 7.20, like I said, we'll talk to Frami Naruma, the former Fijian 7 rep player. And 
and now coach about uh, the tournament coming up in the sevens and what you just touched on. It is a religion up there, rugby, and uh, he did say, I think, five o'clock every Sunday, everyone in Fiji puts the puts down the tools and goes and has a game of touch and gets that rugby ball in their hands. At 7.40, we talked to Lance Noble about his chances on the weekend. We've got Polygram out of Kembla Grange and Aquacade, the favourite in the Auckland Cup, can the Sheik shall rock with ladies' man upset Aquacade. Coming out of eight, We'll uh, catch up also with Geordie Barrett, your good friend, uh, the best second 5'8 in New Zealand. See how he's travelling <laughs> as he prepares for the big year of rugby ahead in the World Cup. We've got all our usual TAB catch-ups with Pip Morris, the Friday tipple. I'm looking forward to that. A whole lot more in as you can before breakfast. Yes, baby, it's Friday. I'm back, and I can't wait to get into today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kempi, it's great to have you back, mate. Big show, looking forward to having a catch-up with Geordie Barrett. One thing I can't stand about Geordie is he is an absolute flusher on the golf course. So he's started this new Instagram uh, page. It's called Just Ball Striking. And you go watch him and Celeste Rayasi, they are class on that golf course. They'll, they'll actually tune me up. I think he's off like a one, maybe even scratch Geordie Barrett. He is actually mm. freakish talent when it comes to sporting sporting genes. He is very, very good. So looking forward to that one, Kempe. And uh, you got to remember our Warriors are taking on the Roosters this weekend. They obviously had 20 to 10 over your Knights, your old Knights. Your two teams went at it. So you had a, you know, a dollar each way. So you went to, you're, you're pretty happy with the result in the end. But the Warriors, Roosters, Roosters got a hiding from the... Dolphins, I couldn't believe one of the teams we didn't pick, mate. We left them out. <laughs> oh, my, my, don't worry. We weren't the only ones that didn't pick them. Every tipster didn't pick the Dolphins, and they came out, uh, and the old boys, Kofusi, the Bromwich boys, just played out of their skin. Felice Kofusi smashing the Roosters. The, 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 just off the field. Smashed the Roosters off the field, and... Talking about that, I think that's how the Warriors get him this week. Oh, look, I was really impressed with the Warriors forward pack last week. Um, I thought Mitchie Barnett in the middle of the park, he pulled off some really good defensive efforts. Uh, New Cordy on that right edge, like, you don't want to go down there. He just bullied them. He bullied the Knights boys down that right edge. And, of course, you got young Jackson Ford out on the left edge, he, who I think, uh, he reminded me a lot of Peter Brown, who played in the Kiwis with me in the front row. Um, had the skills and the speed, and you know could could put put the put the game together really well. Um, yeah, look, I think I think you know I, I'm not too impressed with the with the Roosters forward pack. I think if the Warriors go over there and they really knuckle down like they did against the Knights and the Fords, I think we'll hold out that gun backline of Sydney City and make it tough for them and, and possibly just get them. Is that where they're lacking? Because I was very very surprised with that result. I thought the Dolphins, Wayne Bennett. Just <laughs> Jermaine Osako on the on the right edge, man. He was very very good. He scored a couple of good tries. He made some great decisions with the high ball. Um, man, they're just very surprised. Were the Roosters that poor? Or Dolphins are they are they actually genuine team this year? Oh, the, Dol- the no one's picked it. The Sydney City were te- terrible. Like they made way too many errors, and you can't. You know the thing that you've got to take into account. Oh, look, I played up for the second team up in Brisbane. They're called the Crushers back in '95. So that that second team that comes into that Brisbane competition with the Broncos, they've had they've had it before with the Crushers. One thing one thing you do get with the second team, and it showed it with Red, um, the Redcliffe Dolphins, is that when they went back to to play that game, they packed the stadium out. So you, they've got a crowd behind them. So the players are going to give you good energy anyway. And I don't think yeah. we took that into account. And you've got really good energy from the Dolphins. Canberra are going to find it hard up there again this weekend. Um, 
and of course you've got those senior players like Felice playing the way that they did. Can the the the, the question is, can they keep it going and, and can they keep those guys on the field for twenty six rounds? Because that's a that's the um the big call is once the injuries start to chip in and the season starts to lengthen out a bit, you know, then then the resilience really starts to show. But Wayne Bennett a full stadium up at uh, Suncorp, and, you know, you've got that parochial Brisbane crowd and the players on the back of it with high energy. Mate, they'll make, they're going to make it tough for some teams up there. <laughs> I'm spe- we should have left it as a wild card, mate. We should have left I it know, as a wild mate. card. <laughs> oh, well, Ed, I like Ed. Thank you, Ed, for, for helping me out. But he's coming and picked the West Tigers and uh, the Dragons, I think it was, for my last two teams. So there you go, I've... Uh, that's right, though. I got one over you last night, though, Kempe. Panthers had rabbit stew last night. 16-10, mate. So they bounced back from a uh, disappointing one-point loss last week to get one over the Rabbitohs. Did you see that coming? Uh, look, Penrith at home, oh, always going to be hard to beat. Latrell Mitchell firing them up, you know, saying that they had a few chinks in the windscreen. And I th- uh, thought right from the kickoff, and I was watching it last night. That Penrith, so you you know you know right from the kickoff whether or not your team's in in uh, in the game, and they got stuck into them right from the start. Penrith, and then the carries they rolled through the middle of the South Pack. If you can't win the one of the first things I've noticed in the first two weeks is if you can't win that middle, like seriously with this ten, new ten meter rule, and one team gets a roll off off down the middle like the Warriors did against the Knights, and they made easy ground down through that middle of the park, you're in for a long night. And that's what they did last night, Penrith. They're just too good in the forward pack. Beautiful, Kempe. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine or 0800 150 the Oracle is back. He'll hopefully lead you into a couple at around 6.55 this morning after Quizzy Day. So stay tuned. And remember, we have another pair of the all-new ZG23 range of golf shoes from Adidas to give away this morning. To win, text double eight double three and let us know what the first me- what's your first memory that springs to mind when you think of a golfing major. Can include the players, which is on right now, and you've got Colin Morikawa, who is seven under, and you've got Ryan Fox, who's just dropped the shot, so he's gone back to even after 12 holes. So it can include... The players, and you don't have to look any further than Craig Perks with those final two holes. What a championship uh, memory that was for us Kiwis. So let us know, a sporting major, a golfing major, your first memory that springs to mind, and you will go in the draw. Double eight, double three. We'll pick that winner later in the day. And, well, right now it's 17 past six, and we're going to continue our league chat. Can't wait question of the day. Ah, here we go, Kempi. I can't wait. Question of the day. Winner can get a $50 TAB bonus bet. What are your score predictions for the Warriors-Roosters game this weekend? Send them through, double eight, double three. There's plenty of messages going to be coming through. You've got shoes to win, and you've got a $50 TAB bonus bet to win. So why don't you put them all in one text message on double eight, double three, and we will collate those for Monday morning. Score predictions. The Warriors taking on the Roosters this weekend. We'll shoot off and we'll come back and we'll get Kempe's prediction 
followed by mine, and we might even go in the kitchen and see what the boys are thinking. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. Kempe's back in the house. It's great to have you back, Kempe. You're refreshed and ready to rip into a big day of sport. Well, we asked the question before we shot off, the can't-wait question of the day. What was your score prediction for the Warriors-Roosters game this weekend? And the winner will get a $50 TAB bonus bet. And we also asked Kempe, you want to win yourself a ZG23 Adidas pair of golf shoes? You have to tell us what's the first moment, memory that springs to mind when it comes to sporting majors, and you can include current tournament that is taking place at TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Championship. For you, a memory first, well, golf major springs to mind. Unbelievable, mate. I think I think these two, like, I think the both sides of it, um, mm. like the meltdown, Greg Norman, there's that yeah. one where he had it, had it won and he's gone up the, <laughs> the last nine and absolutely, I think I was actually in Australia when I was watching that too, playing. Uh, and everyone in Australia was riding the, the the great the great shark home, Greg Norman, and yeah, the other one for me, mate, without a doubt, is Michael Campbell winning it. At the time, the biggest sporting win in history in New Zealand history, and of course, being Māori and and doing that on on the golfing stage, I just mate, like the inspiration that I guess a lot of people got out of that as Kiwis was um, was down to Michael winning that that tournament, so. Uh, mate, I, I think every Kiwi's going to choose Michael Campbell. They have to. Yeah, yeah, they're all coming through. They're all coming through with uh, with Michael Campbell. You got Tim. I've never followed golf at all, but it was in the UK when Michael Campbell won the US Open. We were glued to the telly. What in lads in Aroha? My first memory that comes to mind is listening to Michael Campbell win the US Open 2005. It was a cold as morning. I was running up some sheep. Ready for drenching. I remember feeling so proud as a Kiwi. I did not really like golf back then, but it gave me the warm fuzzies, knowing that a Kiwi was doing awesome on the world stage against the best of the best. Mark from Tauranga, appreciate that. You're dead right. I was at school, Kempi, 2005, high school, bunking class, <laughs> going to the room and watching Michael Campbell win at, uh, at the US Open. Tory Pines, I think it was, and... Man, it was a phenomenal win because Tiger was, he was lurking. He was lurking. He had to really hold off the Tiger. And what if Tiger got that one? Would add it to his bonus. Another one is a is couple, um, couple of years ago, you know, when Tiger was down and out, he never, ever thought he was going to win a major. He goes to the Masters and he wins the Masters in 2019. And that shot on 16, the par three, oh, such a good shot. He hits it up the top of the right, and it rolls down slowly, plays the perfect shot, and it rolls past the hole, and he birdies it. He goes to the final hole with a two-shot lead and wins it by a shot. So there you go. Those are my memories. So, so good. Ah, Keep them coming through. We've got a couple here as well. I'm coming for you, Daggy, from Timmy. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Cut it out. Brett, That's next the week. old course. <laughs> the old course, St Andrews, nineteen ninety five in New Zealand's own Michael Campbell scrapping it out with Long John Daly and se- seeing the depth of summer bunker shots. Holy hecka, Brett! So keep those messages coming through. Couple of score predictions. One of them said forty two nil to the Chucks, Kempy. 
Yeah, no. It's an Aussie number, so it's obviously someone out of, out of the Sydney, out of, out of the Eastern Beaches. Um, look, I, I think it, I think one of the the things that are, are really um, prominent at the moment with the with the NRL is that the schools actually quite um, they you know sixteen twelve or you know small they're not big blowouts on, uh, and I think a lot of that's got to do with this new defensive rule. So. Will we see a forty-four nil? I don't. I don't think so. I don't even think we'll get to twenty points. You know what? This weekend, um, you know, there's one that's just coming here from Tim. Twenty to sixteen, a warrior days all all day long. Twenty-eight, the poor roosters. That's from Lammy. Um, look, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere maybe fourteen ten to the Warriors. I think. The, I think there's not not more than four points in it. Yeah, I'm just. A, I don't know. I don't know, like you get you get sold on it, and then you just get sat back down. You know, isn't that the good thing? Isn't that the good thing about the NRL? You just can't pick it. I don't like. I just expected a huge backlash this weekend from from the Roosters. You know, when you get a when you get a a new team, you're expected you're probably paying dollar five favourites to win, and you get absolutely bullied off the park from a couple of old timers that have been around the been around the park for a while now. You're expecting a backlash. So that's my little bit of apprehension there. But I'm hoping the Warriors get up. I'm absolutely hoping they get up because I've got them in my team. So there you go. <laughs> I want to get one up over you because I'm one up already on it. Keep those messages coming through. I was sick with the flu, but watching Campbell win at the Open was fantastic. That is from Jamie. And another one here from Mark. Morning, boys. One of my first golfing memories was watching Frank Nobolo back in the day. Golf was on a Sunday. Back then, before Sky came along, he had probably still has the lovely swing as for the league. I'm sorry, boys, but I think the Warriors cop a bit of a chooks backlash. 36-8, Roosters. Mark, size 12, please. You always send in your sizes, eh, Mark? You are dead sick, so keen for these these shoes. Oh, I'm just going to keep it highlighted because you always send in your size and you're always predicting yourself you're going to win it. So there you go. Keep those messages coming through. Your first golfing memory when it comes to mine in regards to a major, Kempe and myself, we're both Michael Campbell. We just absolutely love it. I remember exactly where I was at Lindisfarne College, 2005, watching Cambo and uh, win that tournament over there at the US Open. Such a good win. And I can't go past Tiger Woods. Last win at the Masters. So let us know, and I can't wait. Question of the day is score predictions. Warriors-Roosters game this weekend. We've got a big show coming up, so stay tuned. We're going to go and get some headlines from Joey B. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Aroha. That was Dynamite. And speaking of Dynamite, we got the Joey B bringing us some headlines right now. Brought to you by Bunnings. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Joey B, good morning. Good morning, Izzy. I love Robbie on the decks. Yes, Louis away, so we're going to go a bit wild with the music today because he does hate Robbie's beats. But I love them, big man. I love them. All right, time for a I love them. 
That's all that matters. I love them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you know, Louis doesn't hate them that much. And to be honest, they aren't Robbie's beats, they're mine. Okay, time for a sports update. Please. Australia are in with a chance to be the first team to either tie or win a test series in India in over a decade as they get off to a strong start behind Usman Khawaja, who's currently not out for 104 runs on day one of the fourth test. And in Champions League action, boys, Tottenham and PSG are both out as neither team managed to get one in the back of the net against AC Milan or Bayern Munich with those two teams moving on to the quarterfinals. And Izzy Colin Morikawa is still ahead of the field on day one of the Players' Championship, currently still sitting at 7-under through 15. Those are your headlines, boys. Thanks to Bunnings Trades and Builders. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. There you go. Do you remember when I said that? Yeah, I do. The week, eh? I do. A little smoky. Chuck Collin in there. He's always winning. He's always the only about circling. It's only round one though, Kempi. Yeah, long way. But like go. you and your, your it's but like you and the tipping we got going on at the moment. It's only round one. So get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, no one ever remembers the beginning of the tipping contest. Don't worry about that. It's a long. Yeah. It is a long twenty-six weeks, mate. So. Uh, I like it. I like that there's a little bit of a challenge going on. I love it. I love absolute challenge going against you, Kempe. But we, uh, we're going to talk some cricket. Robbie, I'd love to have a quick chat to you because yesterday the Black Caps, well, elected to bowl. And there are, Sri Lanka put them under a hell of a lot of pressure. I think Matt Henry, Tim Southey bowled extremely well. But the latter, probably economy rate, was, wasn't quite where they needed to be. 305 for six takeaways from from day one there, Robbie? Yeah, it's... um, I don't don't know what to quite make of it until we bat. I think that's that's a big thing because, you know, we've we've been put under pressure quite a bit in the past um, in terms of our batting. So 300 seems a bit much, but... In saying that, you know, if we if we can build some partnerships, get um, you know, Latham and Conway that amazing second innings uh, partnership in the second test against England, um, Blundell and Williamson did did a great job. So you know, we've got the talent there. If just a few of them can fire, we can definitely knock this off. Have we been punished for slow over rate? Because seventy five overs in a day. That's what's that? Fifteen off the the required. Yeah, it, it did rain. To be fair. Um. Oh. So yeah, there there was a bit of a delay there. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure that that much, mate. Yeah. I'm down here. <laughs> they they got they got to end Come up. On. They got to end up with four four hundred plus. Don't they? Not three hundred. They're only yeah. three. They're only three hundred for six. So you got to think that they'll end up four fifty maybe before they declare. Yeah. Or at least they bowled so. out. There'll be. I think they'll still get another hundred runs today before they they um they get them out. Most likely, yeah. Um, Dunna Dunna J. De Silva is still there. He's uh, probably their last kind of specialist batsman. So um, yeah, if he pushes on, that's a bit of a worry. That's got to be our number one focus this morning. Throw the, throw the kitchen sink so at him. Yeah, big day for the Black Caps. Hopefully the weather can hold. I'll give you a little weather update. She's a little bit overcast, but I can see some blue skies out there. So hopefully we get a big day, a full day. Of cricket as our Black Caps. Oh, they're under a little bit of pressure. 305 for six. Ah, Sri Lanka. Hopefully we can come out and start the day well and get in and have a couple of days with the bat in hand. A couple of messages to get through there, Kempi. You want to read those bottom two there? Yep, the bottom two. We've got here Foxy to finish 10th. Spookly, the same as his dad's play number. Those shoes look mecca. That's from Horse. I'm pretty sure 
pretty sure horse. What size shoes do you take, horse? Fifteen. Um, hey, Kempy, <laughs> here's one here. Yep. Look, you obviously don't don't uh, don't like picking them yourselves. Any more tips this week? Three strikes last week. Imperatrice beaten by a nose. Highlanders got tonked. And my mate Steve Alkey. Yep. After the first round. What you knew down there, checking it out on the uh, Golf Open app, is he? I was looking first of all for your name, and then go back and having a look at sneak a look at Steve Elka, but no, nah, not to be. Um, last week, and yep, well, we'll have a look today. I've got a little multi. I'm going to throw out at six fifty-five. I think uh, worth a crack. Got beaten, not not for this unnamed texter. They're probably using a burner phone. I, th- I reckon I know who it is. Um, <laughs> Imperatriz got me on the fourth. Um, Picked by a nose. I thought I was home. Had a little multi myself and Imperatrice. I thought we'd get that group one in Sydney, but I think she will eventually. Uh, not to be, but great racing this weekend is down in. Uh, obviously, we've got the the Auckland Cup and the little little sneaky one going on down in Wellington as well. So we'll have a look at that tomorrow. Beautiful. Stay tuned. The one and only the Oracle is back, and then there's a couple here from Chris. Michael Campbell winning an 05 has to be the most enduring memory for a Kiwi sporting fan. He was in a purple patch that whole 18 months or so, which made the win even more deserving for him. This is making me sick in my mouth, but I think it'll be the Roosters 26 to 8. <laughs> so there you go. Michael Cambry, Campbell is on everyone's memory list. Such a good win for a Kiwi. And one more. What in the lads in Ottawa has to be Michael Campbell. So awesome for a Māori. Lad to win on the biggest stage. Plus, I've given my golf shoes to a mate that lost everything when his house was red. Stick it in Muruwai. Will from Auckland. Uh, legend. Oh, Will. Good work, mate. Well, uh, everyone that has messaged through, you're going to go through and you're in the draw. Keep those messages coming through. Score predictions and your biggest memories. Surprise, no one's picked Craig Perks when he won the Players' Championship back in the day. And we're trying to get Craig on our show as well, so we'll try and keep hustling. It's been a big week, and you know what time it is. It is time for Quizzy Dag. 0800-15-811. 8-11. Give us a call. The Oracle, the one and only Kempi, is back to Wally. Make your mind scramble with his cryptic clues. So give us a call. TAB bonus bet. Up for grabs. Call now. Hey, you know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Word. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh, you thought you did a Z and can't be. But the questions stress you out, yay. The quiz master is getting busy, but Uncle's clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them? Try your luck. Losing, they're gonna call you chump. TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 quizzy dag and TAB bonus bets, on us. Google all your slay jays. It's quizzy dag on It's quizzy dag. Yes, welcome back, Quizzy Dag. It isn't too late. Oh, 800 You want to take on the Quizmaster and the one and only Oracle Kempia. $50 TAB bonus sped up for grabs. Let me. Morning. 
Oh, morning, uh. Good to, oh, good to see you back there, Kempi. Morning, Lammy. Good, good to, to be you. back, brother. Oh, good. Better than that other fellow down in South Holland. <laughs> Who's that? Hey, hey, you were nice <laughs> yesterday. Now you've been mean. Are you all right? You were real nice yeah, yesterday, Lammy. I'll put you up to... Uh, <laughs> Brenton, Brenton from Auckland. Morning, Brenton. <laughs> All right. Nah, I'm joking. Wait there, you're next. Lammy, good luck. Oh, After okay. last Thank night's NRL oh. match, Lammy, who currently yeah. leads Izzy and Kempi's NRL draft? Well, hopefully it's us, brother, Izzy. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not us, brother. Oh, oh Lemmy. That's all right, bro. You can't. I want to peek too early. Can't oh, be no. peeking but too hey. early. That's all right, Have a good day, Lemmy. Same to you, brothers. Yeah. Bye. Brenton from Auckland. Morning, Brenton. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, bro. I nearly hung up on him and put you up first, so here you go. After last yeah, night's NRL cool. match, who currently leads Izzy and Kempi's NRL draft? That'll be Kempi. He was up by two last week and you had dances on your thing. <laughs> oh, it's a draw! Suspicious! <laughs> 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 I didn't think he was up by two. I thought it was only one team. Oh. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, see you later, <laughs> Mark from Crosshurst. Morning, Mark. <laughs> Morning, mate. Well, I hope you're listening. Hey, what is Kimpy. it? Hey, mate. Hey, Mark. Hey. Draw. Even. Yeah, it's a tie. It's a tie. Yeah. Oh, poor fella. Anyway, well, good luck. Here we go. We're going to win. Whose team are you in? Yours, mate. Oh, good boy. Good boy. Yes, Marky. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to give Yeah, good on. No, 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 Mark. Mark. It was... No, you are my team. We're going to win it. We're going to win it, mate. You guys need a, you guys need a big team building. You just stop all the I'll arguing. Much, I'll, give arguing. You this, I'll give you this question, okay? You can pretty much just, just have it. I'm going to go out on them here. Who is, who is the reigning champion of the players' golf tournament in America at the moment? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, can I have a clue? Who's, oh, Kempi. This, this clue better be a good one. I'll give you a clue. Yep. The cheese. That's a good one too. The cheese. Yeah. John, John Rahm? Oh. I don't know. No, it's not John It's not John Rahm. It is not John Rahm. Sorry, Mark. Have a good day. We're okay. going to go to Brandon Dunedin. Brad. Morning, fellas. Morning. Who is morning? Morning. Who's the reigning champion of the players' championship? Uh, Cameron Smith. There you go. Cameron Smith is correct. The cheese. That was a good clue, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was. Melbourne hooker. Anyway. Yep. Great clue. Here we go. Question number three. Sri Lanka ended day one of the first test on 305 for six. Which of the New Zealand bowlers had the highest economy with 6.8? That's mean, Robbie. Oh. up between two. Um. Wagner. Five, uh, four, Wagner, wasn't it? three. We'll go Wagner. Wagner is correct. I need a bit quicker there, Brad. Okay, need a little bit more quicker than that. 
That's alright. Question number four. Who will return as the starting fly half for England against France with Owen Farrell benched? Uh, George Ford? It's not George Ford. Sorry, Brad, from Dunedin. You have a good day, mate, and good luck to your landers. Alright. John from Christchurch. Morning. Yeah, I'm very well, mate. Very, very good this morning. You will love sneaking in late and hopefully stealing this quiz. So who is going to start at fly half for England against France this weekend? Oh, not a hundy, mate, but uh, Marcus Smith, maybe. Marcus Smith is correct. He went back. He played for the Harlequins. Got a bit of game time, and he's forced Arnold Farrell onto the bench. Well done. Question number five to win it all. Who is the interim head coach of the All Whites? Oh, the fellow that's coaching them. Um, yeah, no. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. yeah, you can get a clue. Not a clue there, John. Yeah, give us a clue. Give us a clue. I'll you give you his first name, Darren. Um, that's right. Darren. Only one Darren I can oh. think of Darren Clark. He's a double, but. <laughs> oh, you're an honest man there. John from Christchurch, thanks very much, mate. We'll chat to you on Monday. We're going to go to Jono in Queenstown, the beautiful part of the country. How you doing, Jono? Good, mate, yourself? I'm oh, very good, very, very good. Look, you've come in late. You could potentially win a $50 TAB bonus bet. Who is the interim head coach of the All Whites? Uh, is it Darren Basley? Aaron Bezley is correct, Jono. Well done, mate. Well done. Have you got anything you can lead us into? Maybe a tip? If you don't, that's all right. Kempi's got them. Oh, I've got a, I've got a horse racing in Ashburton in, in, a, in a week's time. Enough said. Ooh. Should go all right. What's that called? Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Yep. Ooh, is it a goodie? Harness? Yep, starting its prep, so should be in the top three. Okay, oh, top three. Nice. That is some actual gravy. All right, Jono, thank you very much, mate, and good luck with that. Enough said. Hopefully it's enough said when it races. Bang! We'll be back Monday, another instalment of Quizzy Dag. It's now time for Kempi's Love Racing. That's three minutes away from 7 o'clock. You call any time on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 811. Yes, the Grand Tour Racing Festival is still coming to you, and today we're going to Ōtaki where there's some races, but you're not going to get a tip from me there because I'm going to save it for tomorrow, is he? Because the weekend of racing is massive with the Auckland Cup being played tomorrow, and Aquacade's the one to beat. We're going to talk to Lance about his chance, Lance Noble. Um, chances tomorrow, Aquacade obviously being the favourite, the one to beat. Can the Sheik Al Sharrock get ladies' man up? In that race, there's a number of really, really good horses. Also, there's a sneaky little one down in Trentham that I like. Um, but there's a couple of good ones. The group one, Bone Crusher Stakes, I think it's immoral. Like, I think, like uh, we got from Ed a couple of weeks ago, I'd, I cannot see La Creek and Prowess running out of one and two. I think if you want to have a little bit of a dabble on the Cornella there, it ain't going to make you rich, but those two should be running one and two. I, I don't know how you split them. But I'm going to go for a little multi here. I'm going to go for a little multi here on a Saturday. We missed it last week by nose when Imperatriz didn't get up. Um, so I'm going to go for a little four 
horse multi here. It pays 10 bucks. Uh, I'm going to put ladies' man top three. I think Equicades, yep. but might as well take the, the, the place bit on that. I know that Al set him for this race, her for this race, and uh, it should go all right. La Creek, I think, is also top three. So I'm going to take La Creek in the top three. I think Tokyo to- uh, Tycoon is just too good at wins. Um, so I'll take that for a win. And the one to give you the money, and Al's got plenty coming up to Tarapa, is he's sending one down to Trentham. Uh, ran a good last race, ran a second um, for Dennis Wheeler, the owner, uh, number horse, number six, race three, sue me to win at $3.50. And that gives you $10.40 to fill you back, to fill you up, is he? What do you reckon? There you go. Bang, Kempe. Ladies, man, La Creek, Tokyo Tycoon, and sue me. And I'm going to sue you if that doesn't come in, all right? <laughs> so there you go, Kempe. Thank you, the Oracle, the one and only. Andrew Gaze, we're going to be talking basketball because the Breakers, they are back tonight across the ditch. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, welcome back. Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SENZ. All the memories have come flooding back through the text machine. Double eight, double three. Give yourself a chance to win a brand new pair of ZG23 Adidas golf shoes. Danny Lee and his couple of wins at the US Amateur was outstanding. The Warriors 22-15. Also, your score predictions, and you can win a $50 TAB bonus bet. We've got a big hour of head. And yesterday, well, I caught up. I went across the ditch and caught up with uh, Andrew Gaze to talk all things NBL. The Breakers taking on the Kings tonight. And here's what he said. The Breakers and Kings are one apiece in the NBL finals as a team heads back to Sydney for a crucial Game 3. With so much at stake, we thought it'd be best to talk to arguably the sharpest basketball mind on either side of the Tasman. He's also the co-host of SEN's The Run Home over in Melbourne and an NBL legend to boot. It's a privilege to welcome Andrew Gaze. Gazy onto the show. Welcome. How you doing, mate? I'm doing great. That's a very generous uh, introduction you've been able to provide me. And it's exciting (laughs) times for, for you over there across the ditch because uh, you, you're you on the cusp of um, of potentially winning a, a championship. So it's a lot of fun, and I and I hope New Zealand uh, are all up and about with it when it comes to the breakers because what they've been able to do this season uh, on the back of just a horrific couple of, couple of years has been uh, nothing short of uh, spectacular. And you do have, and this will sound almost like I'm committing treason, you do have... <laughs> and a tremendous amount of support here in Australia as well in uh, admiration for what you've had to deal with over the last couple of seasons. That's what my first question was going to be. Like, are you, are you surprised? You don't sound surprised that the Breakers were able to turn around so quickly and make the finals after a pretty disappointing but COVID-affected couple of years. Yeah, that's right. No, I think the biggest issue is, was... Um, just with the last, you almost have to put a line through the last couple of years. It was it was almost inhumane what uh, they had to do uh, and being away from home for a couple of seasons. And this league, it's, uh, it it doesn't take a lot to turn it around. Now, having said that, you do need a bit of uh, luck. And what they've been able to do 
is um, recruit three outstanding imports. And when you look at guys uh, that you already had, like uh, Rob Lowe, Tom Abercrombie, and Will McDowell-White, who's been uh, an absolute sensation, combined with three superstar imports, uh, it makes them a, a real tough proposition. And they're going to have to play well uh, to beat the Sydney Kings, but they should hold no fears. It's It's one of those funny series, too, that... Uh, not just in the, the, the first two games of the grand final series, but right throughout the course of the regular season. Uh, between these two teams, the away team has won every game. Now, that, that's yeah. unusual, but perhaps speaks a little bit to the pressure that, uh, that perhaps you're under on when you've got your home fans uh, around you giving you all that support. So how do they find confidence, the Breakers? Because they, they lost at home, like you've just said, both teams have lost at home against a depleted Kings lineup in Game 2. So how can they recover from this, Gazy? Well, a bit's got to do with the adjustments the Sydney Kings made. In, in that second game, they, they changed the way in which they were um, uh, covering the, the on-ball defence. And Will McDowell-White had his way with the Sydney Kings in game one, was able to get into the paint, and it wasn't just him scoring. There's the way in which he could bring other people into the game, and Barry Brown Jr. was a sensation that last quarter with his offensive punch, and the Sydney Kings made some uh, adjustments in the way in which they defended, and they really struggled to score. The Breakers couldn't score in that that, that game too, and give a lot of credit to the Sydney Kings, but I think um, with with, uh, the time four days that they've had to prepare for this one, uh, some adjustment to some of the pressure releases that the, the New Zealand breakers can make on the, uh, the offensive end. And, and of course, um, just fine tuning little tweaks on what you do with the defensive end. You don't need a, a radical change for what they've been doing because they've already demonstrated throughout the course of the season. They have what it takes to beat the Kings. Well, their defence was phenomenal in Game 2. They played a drop defence in the first game, and it got exploited by the Breakers. So how do they change their defensive scheme in Game 2, and what do you expect from the Breakers to be able to make those changes to exploit that defence that they put put on the Breakers in that second outing? Yeah, well, and that's I think that it leads to what, um, what the adjustments that the Sydney Kings made uh, in Game 2. Uh, they'll be looking just to repeat and do better. Uh, big, big question mark around a couple of the key players for the Sydney Kings, and in particular, Xavier Cooks, the league MVP, who was just announced just this week. He's off to the to Washington Wizards. He's just signed an, an NBA contract, so as soon as his grand final series finishes, he'll be going back. Uh, he'll be going to the states to to continue his basketball journey. But uh, I think for the New Zealand Breakers, it's uh, how they deal with what the Sydney Kings, uh, the offense they've dished up. When the, when the Breakers this year, they've been able to contain the Kings to a, a, across um, what's been five games now. They've been able to hold the Sydney Kings into the mid-80s. And this is a team, the Kings, who have been averaging in the mid-90s. So defensively, they've kicked a lot of boxes. It's how in which they're going to... Um, find a way to free up Barry Brown Jr., get a little bit more into uh, Derek Pardon on the box, uh, uh, get Will McDowell-White 
going again. So it's um, and Brantley's been a star the whole season. Uh, those guys, each and every one of them, I think were a, a little bit uh, below expectations in game two. And it's just a small refinements you make to your offensive structure to get them going. And um, if they can get back on track offensively, I think what the Breakers have been doing defensively has been solid all year. Well, you just spoke about Xavier Cooks. Like, hell of an opportunity for him heading into the NBA two-year deal to the Wizards. Will it be a distraction? Can you see it maybe being a – look, yeah. it's a hell of an opportunity. Like, I'll be blown away. You, you, you're heading off and you're going away yeah. and you're playing in the biggest tournament in the world. Can you see this being a distraction potentially? Uh, potentially you might lose your focus and, and, and maybe you're thinking ahead rather than the now and what he's got to do. But uh, I, I don't think that'll be the case. I think, if anything, what it'll do – it, there'll be that burden released off his shoulders. There'll be the excitement of fulfilling a, a boyhood dream. And there'll be a desire so to go out and show the NBA, uh, new, the, the, uh, the, the Wizards, what they're getting. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it makes him a, a whole lot more dangerous proposition, provided he's healthy. He had, he had ankle mm. issues. He got a bit of a corky in game one. So he has been carrying some injuries, but... I think that this is, uh, this further makes the challenge even more difficult for the breakers on the back of this news uh, rather than what uh, one of the hypotheticals which you've alluded to, of course, uh, and is that, that, that maybe that he might get distracted. I don't think that'll be the case. Yeah, I hope not. We want to see our best talent out there putting on an absolute performance. Let's go back to the breakers. Would you make any changes to the starting line lineup? Would you, you know, Barry Brown Jr. and Rob Lowe, they're coming off the bench yeah. and they're bringing some energy. They are a strong yeah. second unit. Would you make any changes? I don't think so. I think that uh, you look at across all the games they've played with the Sydney Kings this season, there's been very little in it. In fact, that game too, just the other on, on Sunday was the biggest margin all, all season. Um, so I, I think that they would feel confident about uh, the, the lineups and the matchups. And uh, I just think it, they just got to do what they've been doing and just do it a little bit better. And the, the point of emphasis being on how we say they can, they can score uh, and score more efficiently. Uh, I think um, you know, what, what they've done, although Barry Brown Jr. comes off the bench, if you look at his minutes played and his contribution, he's really playing like a starter. So I think that it's, uh, it's worked well. The heat gets out of the game a little bit and you can unleash Barry Brown uh, out there. And, uh, boy, can, can, he, can he shoot the ball and, and score the ball? He, he can score in so many different ways. And it's a formula that, uh, that's been working for him the entire season. And I don't think they need any knee-jerk reaction to one loss. They just got to continue to do what they've been doing and just do it a little bit better. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, mate. We're going to look towards tomorrow night, game three. How do you see it playing out? Take your Aussie head off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I actually, I actually tipped the Sydney Kings, but not with great confidence to win the entire series. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm often accused of sitting on the fence and. On this one, though, I think <laughs> if I could just put a little asterisk next to it, I actually think that um, that uh, if, if if Xavier Cooks uh, is not at, and and uh, Derek Walton Jr. is not are not fully fit, I think that the the Breakers 
will have the advantage. But if they are fully fit, back on their home deck, then I think it's uh, it's the Sydney Kings in a narrow one. So it's it's really it comes down to talent when you got two of your top, if if not arguably your two best players, the Sydney Kings' two best players who weren't there for the the vast majority of, of game two and they still were able to win. But if they are back and they are healthy and able to contribute like. Well, they have been throughout most of the season. Then I think it's going to be a tough ask on on the on the Sydney Kings home deck. Oh, it's going to be an absolute humdinger. How good would it be Sunday night at a packed out Spark Arena yep. in Auckland? We have the best fans, I reckon, in the NBL. Just well. quickly before I let you go, I want to ask you this question about the NBL: Is um, other uh, franchise or other tournaments like the NBA? you got the big leagues around yep. Europe. Are they really just starting to take notice of the NBL and taking this seriously? This is a genuine pathway to the bigger time, mm. to the big time. Yeah, I, I don't think they're starting. I think they're absolutely uh, in the midst mm. of uh, uh, the halcyon days of the NBL where uh, NBA teams are, are looking at our league for talent. Xavier Cooks is the recent uh, one that, that's benefited from the experience. Uh, young players are, are wanting to to come here to play because they know it's a proven ground that the NBA respects the style of play. And there's a lot of talent right throughout the world, but sometimes it's hard for the NBA to um, get a a, a proper read on whether that's going to be transferable to the NBA. The style of play and the coaching that we have here, I think, gives the NBA franchises great confidence that success in this league is, is... uh, more easily transferred to the NBA than some of the leagues around the world. So uh, we're, we're in a fortunate time. Fans should respect it and appreciate it because there's just some brilliant basketball, very entertaining, and it's a lot of fun to be involved in, a lot of fun for the players, coaches, and a hell of a lot of fun for us commentators when we get to sit back and just uh, marvel at the athleticism and the, the beauty of the NBL game these days. Yeah, marvel at the athleticism. Because it's absolutely astonishing. I wish I could move like that, and I bet you do too as well, Andrew. So we appreciate your time, <laughs> mate. Right. The good old days of playing and running around. Yeah, You're an absolute right. champion. Give me one more. Go the breakers. Yeah, well, I can't bring myself to do that. So let's give it a good game. And I will say this. Good luck to the breakers. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate your time, mate. Anytime. Take care. Well, you wouldn't believe it, who I've found up here in this beautiful piece of paradise up in the South Pacific, but none other than Efremi Naruma, famous sevens Fijian rugby player. Actually, they tell me your wife is the oldest sister of the great Serevi. Is that true? My my sister. Your sister? Yeah, my sister. It's the wife of uh, uh, Wesley Serevi. He's, yeah. he's a great player. What, yeah. what was it like? You played with him, didn't you? What yes, was it like from a club game. And what was yeah. it like playing with the great Sarivi? Oh, uh, first of all, uh, I was brought up, uh, Sarivi brought me up uh, when I was in uh, the secondary school at home. That's why it's a booster for me to play rugby. And also started playing in the sevens team and also for the Nasinu rugby team where most of the rugby players are from... Uh, Wesley Revy and also Marika Vunimbaka for the Canterbury Crusaders. That's right. Yeah, we yeah. all played together for the Nasinu Rugby Club. Yeah. And did you, um, 
I guess on that, when you were playing there, did you think that you end up on Vomo Island coaching the Vomo Rugby Sevens team, taking them to your tournament? Is it next week? Your yeah. tournament, your Fijian tournament. It was. Uh, it is the biggest tournament in the in Fiji, and also they'll be picked. Uh, they'll pick the Hong Kong Sevens team from there, and also the Fiji Sevens team and the someone uh, international Sevens team is playing in the Murray Sevens next week. Oh, so so you guys get the Samoans that come over here too, and they play yeah. with you guys. Yeah. Last year we have the New Zealand Sevens team that came in, the All Black Sevens team. They came straight to Vomo, yeah. then uh, to the uh, Mar Sevens. The competition here is very strong. Even the last year, the New Zealand Sevens team, they lost in the quarterfinal oh, of yeah. that competition. So it's a pretty hard tournament over yes, here. Yes, it's a very hard tournament, playing hey. in the strongest uh, tournament in the world. In the world, yeah, club, hey, if, eh? if Rini, just tell just tell me, I was walking up Vomo, the mountain, this morning. I saw your high performance centre at the back of the, the quarters there. So you you're the trainer as well. You train all the boys here. What's that like? Uh, yes, and uh, this is not the first time. That's this is the third time for me to take the Vomo Sevens team. This is their third time to start again, uh, teaching them from basics, passing drills, the running drills, defensive drills for them and uh, for these new players this is the first time for them to go in a sevens tournament. So they always dreamed of playing rugby so okay let's do it. Starting again from basics upwards this is not the first time this is the third time taking the this is this uh, rugby sevens team is for the Vomo staff only. Yeah. Yeah. And just tell just tell me on that like is it this is what happens in Fiji, like, you know, in New Zealand, for instance, um, you know, you've also got to work every day here on Vomo Island, and then you've got to have your training, and then you've got to take them over to the tournament. Like, is it this normal for, yes. for Fiji? Is this what all the Fijian teams do? Yeah, but for Vomo, we are so lucky that we have sponsors from the resort, and uh, but for other teams, the village teams, they have to struggle for, they have to go out and work in the sugarcane for their entry fee. They have to work out uh, weeding in the cassava pets or in some gardens to pay for their entry fee, for their trans- transportation, for their food and accommodation. And you guys, I know that Pete Rakic from Dynasty, is he your sponsor, isn't he, with the gear? You, yeah, we are so blessed to have uh, Peter and uh, Michelle Rakic. Thank you very much for everything and uh, we are so blessed. For, for for Fiji, the first team to have the Cougar Jesse is uh, Vomo Island Resort. <laughs> and also the BLK Jesse is the Vomo Island Resort. They've yeah. been supplying our gears, they're supplying our uh, jerseys, our muscle vests, our training gears from uh, the rugby field, from the gym to the rugby field. So so this is real grassroots, you know, like we, on our show, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, we talk a lot about grassroots and we go back and we talk to all of our whanau, our family members about what it's like coming through. Like this is actually a real pathway for the Vomo players to get into the Fiji Seven side, isn't it? So you train them here on the island. It's it's not a big island, but it's training out the back of your quarters. It's your, you make up the, the, the training sessions for them. Yes. And then if they're good enough, they make the Fijian side and then they go on that world tour. One of them, uh, he's playing now in the Fiji Sevens team, is Ioanni Temba. He also plays for Vomo. 
and also Wesley Serevi played for Vomo, Marika Vudimbaka played for Vomo, Seven Steam, and Bill Satala, who is the assistant coach for the Fiji Seven Steam right now, used to play for Vomo. And you? Yes. And you? So, yes. so Vomo's got like real good DNA in the Fijian it, team. Like, yes. when you talk about Vomo and people want to know where is Vomo, what is it? Like, the Vomo Island, the resort up here in Fiji. It's actually home to some of the greatest sevens players in Fiji. Yes, who is playing now? Ioani Tiamba for the Fiji sevens team. What do you make of the Fijian um, sevens team at the moment? Like, when you watch it, what do you make of the, the team? Like, what do they have to do to get back to the top? Yeah, get back to the top. Uh, I don't know what's the plan. We have a new coach uh, who's recently just uh, been appointed, uh, Mr. Ben Golling. I played with him in America. And uh, I don't know what is plan. And uh, also, we are going to Hong Kong Sevens in a three weeks time. The thing is, I don't know what process. We just trust his process. And the thing uh, we need is our fitness for mm. the uh, the fitness. Uh, yes, for the you boys. You yeah. your men are like me. I gave you a, a hug the other day. Like, mate, what are you? Six foot. Six, six foot uh, five. Six foot five and yes. one hundred and ten and uh, twenty six kilo. Oh, like you're big. You're really big men, <laughs> and you're fast. Like it must be so hard to tackle. And is that like the norm? Like when you were playing, was it like the normal size of the Fijian men when they were playing? Uh, yes, some. Uh, yes, because now I've. Uh, I'm not playing. Yeah, my game uh, weight is uh, one hundred and. Oh yeah, hundred, hundred and five kg. Mm, yeah. The game weight, yeah. Yeah. And and is your future in coaching? Like, do you want to coach the Fijian team? Yeah, that's all the dream of all the coaches. But uh, I really love Vomo. Yeah. I need to stay in Vomo, and I'm doing uh, Vomo fit uh, workouts uh, for the staff every five o'clock in the morning, and also for the guests every seven o'clock. So you're, the, a, yeah, you're the personal f- trainer. Yeah, personal trainer. I'm a fitness instructor. Nice. For Vomuale Resort. Yeah. yeah. I should know that because I've been to every one of those sessions now. <laughs> just, 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 just joking, I'll be still, yeah, yeah, still, yeah, still, yeah. still yeah. catching we'll up on my sleep. We'll get you to run up the hill. Eh? The hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, if, you know, if you had your like, ideal job, would coaching the Fijian team and taking them on the World Sevens be like your ultimate Ooh, goal? Yes, that's a dream. Yeah, That's mm. the dream of all the coaches. Yeah. It depends, eh? But for me, bringing up, uh, we're still in a breeding process for our Vomo team. Yeah. Some of them, this is their, even their first trip to the capital. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah. this is their first trip to the capital. And you have started, even some of us training now without uh, rugby shoes, without can, uh, yeah, canvas. Yeah. So it'll be a good exposure for them. Yeah. yeah, and and what do you expect from the Vomo team? Like when you take them to the tournament, that's next week. Next week, you take them to the Fijian tournament. What yeah. are you expecting? How will your team perform? Maris Seven's team will uh, try and uh, treat its game as a final. Yeah, yeah, treat game as a final and uh, see where so we can work out for there. And uh, we come back in then a few months time. We are going up to the Nadula Sevens, another Sevens tournament and uh, started building up uh, confidence to the boys and also maybe they, uh, some of them will be play for the Fiji team and uh, also for me to give back to rugby 
mm. something to give back to and also to help uh, even uh, got so many big clubs in Fiji these boys they don't have any clubs and they are lucky to be part of Vomo and mm. uh, every time you watch the All Black 7s team the Fiji 7s team the England 7s team Wallaby 7s team now it's the time to go and play rugby they shine yeah so that that is that is so awesome Ifima, you know, um, you don't have a club. You're playing for your your island here. What what does it what does growing up as a young Fijian mean to to play rugby for Fiji? Yeah, for us, uh, rugby is like uh, religion to us. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Not the sevens rugby. Yeah, yeah. It's like a religion for us. Every five o'clock every afternoon. In all the villages, they play touch rugby. Even when there's no season, rugby season. It's a uh, part of their life. Uh, I think the, that is why we are better in skills, eh? mm. skills-wise, because we play touch rugby every day of our life, except on Sunday. On Sunday. Yes. Yeah. And, that's, and that's why you guys are all... See, and I've got to say, the school level is fantastic. Yes. Is, there, is there a name that we should be in New Zealand looking for in the future that that you think have you got someone here on vomo that's like i know you got one in your team now in the fijian yes. side you've got a young guy that is going to stand out and be the next Surebi? uh looking at now yeah we have a few young uh, bloods that are here we are really looking uh, to breed them and to get them to be a good and great rugby player yeah yeah and that's a that's the that's the goal of Every, yes, every Fijian. Yeah. Every Fijians. Yeah. Even some of the Fijians walking in the resort, they would like to play rugby. And this is a dream come true for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we wish you all the best, Izzy and Kempi, for breakfast. We wish you all the best for your tournament next week. Um, we know that we've got a lot of Fijian whanau in New Zealand too that would have loved to, to hear from you up here in Vomo and we follow in your Vomo team. and. Um, you go well, make sure you go and win that tournament for us. Thank you very much for uh, Tony for everything and to all the New Zealanders, Bulavinaka, to all the Fijians listening, Bulavinaka, please come to Vomo <laughs> and uh, experience yourself uh, what's Vomo, the beauty in Vomo and also the high performance unit in Vomo. Winaka! <laughs> Cheers. Oh, that's a good tune for a Friday. How good. Thank you, Aroha. It's now time for some headlines brought to you by Kennard's Hire. Make your job easy. Kennard'sHire.co.nz. You got Joey B. Hey, boys. Yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies have announced that centre Stephen Adams will miss the rest of the regular season because of injury. He will be re-evaluated in four weeks' time. He's received stem cell injections into his injured right knee, but they're hoping he'll be good for the playoffs. And uh, we've got some 
uh, uh, football action this morning, boys. Arsenal are currently tied one all at half time with Sporting Lisbon in the round of 16 in the Europa League. Man United will play Real Betis at 9 a.m. in their round of 16 matchup. Ken Tyre makes your job easy. Talk to someone who's taking the Ken oath today. We've also got your Choices Flooring Poll right now. See your floor change in an instant with Room View. Choices Flooring Poll. What headline do you think we're most likely to be reading come Monday morning? Is it the Breakers are MBL champions? The Warriors gave the Roosters an absolute thrashing? Another thrilling test finish looks likely? Or will the Highlanders get their first win of the season? Choices Flooring Roomview makes Choices Flooring easy. Visit choicesflooring.com.au to find out more. What do you guys think? Oh... Man, that's a good one. That's a great choice this flooring poll. Um, <clears throat> the Breakers are NBL champions. They're back to the promised land. They've gone to Sydney. They've done one over the Sydney Kings tonight. And they've gone home and they've hoisted that trophy in front of their fans, their favourites. They're back. The Breakers, Sunday. Yeah, I like that too. Has to be. It's got to be. I, look, I'd love to, I'd love to wake up Monday morning and the Warriors have thrashed the Roosters. That'd be, mate, the whole country would just be going crazy. But on top of that, the Breakers bring back the NBL trophy. Yeah, man, that's the news. That's a, that, that would be, honestly, it's a, it's a Netflix program. After their last three years, they would go, go out there and bring that trophy home. Wow. So good. So yep, good. So good to get back to where they, they were. And Modi Moore is... Um, Inspired them, and yeah, they've got a chance. They've got to go over there. They they sh- just dropped one at home in the last match, which was they'll be disappointed with. But uh, they got a chance, so they go head to Sydney and do one over there. So they uh, they beat Sydney in Sydney. Sydney came over and beat the Breakers at home in Auckland. So either team are playing well, not playing well at home. But we're going to circle back to that chat with uh, Refi Naruma, the sevens player, Kimpia. He was talking about. The opportunity, and, and you think of horses targeting races. Well, this team, and you talked about the resources at their disposal. They have minimal resources. Let's be completely honest. But when they head to Hong Kong, there's a prize pool there for the team that's on offer. So there's a hundred thousand dollars. So this is their targeted tournament. They always go to Hong Kong and traditionally play extremely well. Fiji. Probably haven't, no, they, not probably, they haven't been where they are so accustomed to and been out there and, and performing and, and actually potentially winning tournaments. So they'll be disappointed, but they would have been targeting this this tournament in Hong Kong, mate. What a wonderful chat. I love Fijian people. They are just so kind, mate, and they just love rugby and they just do everything with a smile on their face, don't they? They do, they do, and you're dead right. Look, I was I was taking you know the Mickey out of the high performance center. There there is no high performance center, you know. It's a set yeah. of bars and and weights on the ground and and just what they can get their hands on to to make ends meet. But the the dream is alive. You know what I mean? Is he like they're on a they're on a paddock that's made up on an island. They've laid some grass down with a couple of posts that are up, and and they're just training their hardest to get get it get on the tour. Um, you know, the, the the irony of the whole thing is that the All Black Sevens went there last year and they only finished up in the quarterfinals. That's how mm-hmm. good the, the, the game of rugby is in that country. So, look, it's it's real. Um, when we talk grassroots, I love that that chat. 
you know, just the way that they get up every morning. You know, he's, he's, he's got a role out of it. He loves the island. He loves the people and he loves giving people an opportunity. Um, and that's what it's about. You know, it just it changes lives. I, I, I went from that interview, that training session back, back to my room and I just thought, it just took me back to when I was a kid. I had a dream, you know what I mean? You had a dream. We started, I can still remember buying my first pair of boots off Port Tour for five bucks. You know, I took them home, got the black polish nugget out and just polished them out. That's when they were up above your ankles in back then, is he? That's what they said. <laughs> Laces, they were, they, were, they were, you know, you had to screw the studs out with a spanner. Um, but I still remember it, you know, like, and, and before that, I was about 12 before I could get five bucks in my pocket. It was bare feet. And that's what you're watching these grown men running around in bare feet on that paddock back in Vomo. I was just thinking, next year, one of them could be in LA. You know what I mean? They could be in Australia. This the way it changes changes their lives. And he's saying most of them haven't even been to the main island. It's just crazy. crazy. It's crazy to think, you know, like, but you did right. Like, there was someone there. Look, look, All Black Sevens, quarterfinals, mate. They have got the talent pool. And you get an understanding of why the NRL, the the top leagues over in in Europe, they head to Fiji and the islands and and they unearth some fantastic players that provide us with so much entertainment. Thank you so much for sharing that, Kempi, and the beautiful people of Fiji, Vinaka, Vinaka, Vinaka. We're going to shoot off. We're going to come back with Lance Noble, who is the trainer of Aquacade and Polygon, and it's a big weekend of racing. So we'll be back shortly to talk to Lance Noble. Yes, welcome back. We're going to come and rip into it now, the big race game that is horse racing this weekend, Kempe. Yes, as we head into autumn, there's still plenty of big races in the thoroughbred game to look forward to. As it's trainer Lance Snowball, he's got two big chances this weekend with his promising Philly Polygon making her Aussie debut. How good at Kembla Grange today. And, of course, Aquacade, the favourite tomorrow, lining up in the Auckland Cup. Lance is over there in Wollongong and joins us this morning in a preview of the big couple of days for himself and his team. Morena Lance, how are you this morning, mate? Good morning, gentlemen. Very well, thanks. Mate, must be excited sitting over there at the moment. How's uh, how's Polygon travelled? Yeah, it is, it is quite exciting. She travelled really well. Um, it's her first trip away, but um, settled in really well here at Randwick and um, very happy, very happy with the leading into today. Well, she copped the wide draw, not ideal, but wide draw, does that make a difference? It is an ideal, but um, they tell me, I've never been to Kembla Grange before, but they tell me it's a big track and um, most horses get their chances. So um, we've got a good jockey on, Kieran McAvoy, so I'll leave it to him. She won at 2,000 metres last time out at Tarapa. Do you think the mile is her ideal distance? Um, she had a bit of a freshen up after that, so at this mm. point in her preparation, uh, mile was 1,600 is probably pretty right. Um and then in yep. two weeks, there's a Group 1 binary over 2,000. So we'll see how we go. Hey, Lance, so she's travelled over there. Well, she's eaten up all good. Um, what's the weather like over there? And is it what the conditions ideal for Bollycon, do you think? Yeah, we had a bit of a heat wave earlier in the week. We got up to 38 degrees, which um, oh. uh, Polygon coped better than I did. I must admit, <laughs> I, was, uh, I wasn't going to. She, she took it all in a stride. She's got a, a nice box with a big fan in it, but I was I was melting under the pressure. 
Oh, mate, it's so bloody hot over there. My wife was over there in Adelaide, 43 it hit. So hopefully those horses can handle it, mate. We're going to come back. We're going to track back to Auckland Cup. Any trepidations about Aquacade, or are you feeling as confident as you can be heading into the Group 2 Auckland Cup? Uh, Fairly confident, Izzy. I've got very good staff at home, and Chris Smith, my assistant, um, he's he's got all the pressure because I've been over here with one horse, and he's over there (laughs) looking after the favourite. So... um, um, but no, all accounts and speaking to uh, Warren Kennedy who galloped there on Tuesday, they're, they're very happy with her and I think she goes into the race with, you know, similar as she went into the Avondale Cup. What's an ideal, I was just going to ask you about, what's been the message to Warren Kennedy? Get back, settle nicely, get to the lead and keep the pressure on. What, what, what's the ideal scenario? It's a long race though, you've got, you got time on your hands. <laughs> Yeah, it is, especially at Pukekohe too. Um, it's a bit different than Ellerslie. So, um, you know, they're, they're, it's a big, long straight the first time and the second time. So I don't think he has to panic. Um, she's usually got pretty good gate speed. So I think he'll be able to posse up in the, probably the first half of the race. And, yeah, just hopefully she'll go to sleep and um, finish it off. Where do the main threats come from, mate? Do they come from your Al Shark and, and ladies' man, obviously? Um is there any other horses in the race that, you know, Super Sid is earlier on this year put on a, a fantastic performance? Is out, I think it overs at $51, but what what, what do you think is coming at Aquacade? Uh, there's a couple of horses that sort of we haven't raced again against before, uh, which is Ladies' Man and the horse of uh, Mike Maroney that's come over from Australia and also um, the winner of the Wellington Cup. So there's a couple of different form lines leading into it. Um, but uh, yes, but but Alan Sharrock, you got to respect Alan. He, he hasn't got the best dress sense in the world, but he can train. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clip that and we'll send it to him right away. <laughs> How good! Hey, good luck with that, Aquacade <laughs> in the Group Two Auckland Cup, mate. Oh, we've 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 kind of tipped it top three for sure. Top three, it will potentially his favourite for a reason, mate. Warren Kennedy on top. He's come over and, and been flying for him. But let's go to race seven. At Pukekohe and Habana, good each way bet, you reckon? I think so. Um, he, he, he put two together really well, both at Pukekohe. Um, and then he raced last start at Tarapa, and we were a bit disappointed with the run. Um, but sometimes horses just don't cop Tarapa. Um, so we're hoping that's what it was. So back to Pukekohe, um, a track that he likes, uh, 1,400 should see him, and... Yeah, he'd like to see him bounce back pretty quickly. So you're going to be here? You're going to be in Australia watching? Uh, I jump on a plane the first flight out tomorrow morning, um, which lands yep. at about two o'clock. So hopefully get out of uh, the airport relatively quickly, and my wife's going to be there to pick me up <laughs> with my suit and get to the races. Hopefully in time for Aquacade. Beautiful. Hopefully in time. What time's that race? Five twenty-six. Plenty of time to get a few on, on in you and then go there and watch Aquacade. Hopefully win the G two, mate. Good luck, Lance. Thank you so much for your time this morning. The race game, we love it, and we're wishing you all the best. Thank you very much, guys. Yes, Lance Noble, trainer of Aquacade Barn. Polly gone over in Australia. Trainers, he's over in Aussie. He's going to watch race. He'll land at two. And the big race takes place at 5.26. Ladies, man, big threat. Come on, clip that. Send that to Sharrick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Can't good. dress, though. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. Don't worry. He's in the gap listening at the moment, mate. Just uh, taking ladies' man on her, her final walk around the track. 3,200 metres, mate. It's anyone's race. But if you saw a Cocade win its last race and uh, Kennedy on the back of it just looking back, didn't even have to hit the horse in the way that it won, it's it's favourite for a reason. Nerve to Verve is the one that Maroney's got coming over, the un, unknown yep. Aussie. Uh, you always got to respect Mike Maroney too. They don't bring anything for nothing, in it, No, nah, that's exactly right. They bring right. it over for a reason. So uh, those oh. three, look, those three are the favourites. Um, ladies, men, Nerve to Verve, and, and of course, Aquacade. Aquacade's a favourite for a reason. So all the best to all, all connections tomorrow in the in the big one. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, I've got a quick message for you, shoot off. Hey, Izzy, I'm playing Clearwater Queen's birthday weekend. Any advice on how to play the fifth par five? Don't want to get 13 horse. <laughs> you want a bit of advice there? Don't hit it right twice and then left and then chunk it and hit three over the bunker and then have a three putt for a 13. There you go. There's a bit of advice. Get in, play horse. Good luck. <laughs> Actually, not good luck. I hope you spray it, spray it everywhere. No joking. Thank you, horse. Keep those messages coming through. We've got heaps of texts there. We're going to get through shortly. Coming up, Geordie Barrett. We'll be back soon. Yes, welcome back. Coming up after 8 o'clock, we're going to tet, uh, chat to second five for the Hurricanes. We've got Geordie Barrett. and he's an absolute flusher on the golf course. You don't follow him on Instagram. Don't go follow him. He's, he plays off a scratch, I'm pretty sure. He's playing more golf than he is playing rugby. I think he's played three rounds this week. So we'll have a chat to him about a bit of rugby, a bit of golf. And, uh, it's bit, normal bit for an all-black. future chat. <laughs> Calm down, Kimpy. Yeah, a couple of messages here. That reminds me, growing up in Fiji, watching my favourite player, Viliami Satala, playing for Vomo, Chris. Yeah, some absolute legends coming out of that country. I remember the one and only William Ryder when he's bursted on the scene. Wellington Sevens playing for Fiji. Morena lads, Warriors, Golden Point victory, 15-14. Let's go from Troy, who got himself a pair of new shoes the other day. And just on that, you've got to keep sharing your memories. We'll pick a winner at the end of the show. What is your favourite memory or what the first memory that springs to mind in terms of golfing majors? You can include the Players' Championship, which has taken place now. You've got Ramney, who is 8-under. You've got Colin Morikawa, who's 7-under. So fire those through, double eight, double three. Geordie Barrett coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill.
Good morning, Izzy Kempe for breakfast on a Friday morning, SCNZ. It's great to be back on the airways. And Kempe, he's back from Fiji after a wee holiday, and he is going to be calling the game on SCNZ tomorrow night, Kempe. Yeah, man. Is that right? Me and Sammy, me and Sammy uh, Hewitt from 4 o'clock tomorrow. We've got an early kickoff over in Sydney, 3 p.m., with the Sydney City Roosters. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to get my head back into the game with Sammy Hewitt. Man, that guy can talk underwater with a mouth full of marbles. Well, Sammy, it's hard to get a word in sideways when he's calling. Good on you, mate. We'll stay tuned. If you want to hear that, you can hear it live here on SCNZ. Keep those score predictions coming through. And Monday morning, well, the closest that have been will win that $50 TAB bonus bet. So keep them coming. And remember, Adidas Golf Shoes, ZG23, range of golf shoes from Adidas to give away this morning. We will pick that winner at the end of the show. We just want to hear your favourite uh, major memory in terms of golf or players' championship because that is taking place right now. Send them through. There's been some absolute doozies. Everyone has gone down the Michael Campbell uh, situation with that memory in 2005 at Tory Pines. It's such a good memory of ours. I'm pretty sure it was Tory Pines or it was Pinehurst, one of them. You can correct me if I am wrong. Uh, but coming up, we're going to talk to Geordie Barrett. He loves his golf. He's an absolute golf nufty. Gets out, probably plays more golf than he does rugby. But we'll have a chat to him. It's time for this weekend's Super Rugby Preview. Thanks to Biz Cover, Easy Business Insurance. For your winning team, the Hurricanes have started out the season with back-to-back wins on the road and will make their long away to return to the Caketon when they take on the Blues tomorrow night. A wounded Blues team, Geordie Barrett, has had an impressive start to the season, as you expect in a World Cup year, and joins us on the line this morning. Geordie, the golfer, Barrett, how you doing? Morning, Izzy. Hey, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, give me some energy. Wow, we. You all right? You just got out of bed. <laughs> you just got me out of bed, Dag. But <laughs> nah, it's great to be hey. on the show this morning. Thanks for having me. Nah, no worries, mate. It's good to have you on the show. Look, you've had uh, back-to-back wins for to start the season. I, was, I heard Jason Holland's comments a while back. You haven't won that first game of uh, of the season for a while now, mate. What's clicked? The boys are in, in fine form, full of confidence. Yeah, it's great. I think... Um, Going away to start a season certainly helps and in some ways almost galvanises the group. But yeah, we've, we've got a young squad here. Well, when I say young, it's been young for a few years now, but there's some there's some guys who have had a wee bit of experience of a few seasons under their belt and are ready to take another another step and go to another level with their game. So, um, yeah, it's pretty promising signs. We've got a great coaching group and... And like I said before, a, a good squad with, with plenty of depth in almost every position. So we're, we're um, liking the way we're tracking at the moment, but it's just yeah, only two weeks in. Hey, Jordy, I've got, I got to ask the question, mate. When I was growing up down in Waitara, you know, and watching the Taranaki team play, I used to like watching Graham Murray and, and Dave Loveridge and, and aspire to, to be in that, that Bumblebee shirt. Um Mate, like, do you still think of those days growing up? Like, do you do you follow Taranaki? Do you have like fond memories of when you were a child, growing up and aspiring to be, you know, in that jersey before you were an All Black? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Doesn't make you rugby and, and living on the coast and playing club rugby was all I knew back then. And um, yeah, the, the amber and black jersey was all I really aspired um, yeah, to play in and play for. So um, yeah, just like you and Waitara Kempi, I was uh, born and bred Tadnaki man on the coast and I'd still love to have more opportunities in that jersey. It helps when your dad's Smiley Barrett, mate. He's played a hell of a lot of rugby for Taranaki and the Hurricanes. So there you go. He would have been there on the sidelines. There'd be photos of a young Geordie Barrett running around carrying the waters. Hey, Geordie, just, just want to talk to you about um, your combination with Aidan Morgan. Look, I've, I've been pretty impressed to start the season with young Aidan Morgan, and, and there's been a lot of pressure on him because that's probably been a missing cog for your team over the last couple of years, just trying to find that 10 that will be able to lead you around. So how are you enjoying that combination? Are you, are you pretty, um, you know, how's it working? Are you loving what you're seeing from, from Aiden Morgan? Yeah, Aiden's a, a, a good kid. Um, he He's a hard worker, um, wants to grow his game, and, and he's, yeah, he, he's not a big guy, but he's tough and always yeah, shows a lot of effort. So um, he's growing every single week, and, the beauty about that, that position now for us, we've got plenty of depth. Brett Cameron starting this week and Ruben Love, um, who plays 15 and can cover 10, is yeah, still injured and not available. So, yeah, we're building plenty of depth in that position and um, yeah, I'm enjoying playing outside those boys. We've got a couple of decent ones going yeah, pretty sharply at the moment too with Roy Garden Boost and TJ still waiting to come back. Yeah, how's TJ's progress? Mate, no surprises that he's well ahead of time, the most competitive bugger we've ever met. His, 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 his kind of um, trajectory is pretty good at the moment. He's back in training with the lads, giving you a bit of cheek. Yeah, it doesn't surprise us at all. Was I think typically it's a nine- or ten-month injury, and I think he's maybe four months in, and he had the training kit on and boots out the other day and jogs out onto the park and... He can't even walk properly, but he's still running around um, on the training paddock, throwing all half-back deliveries to our team. So, uh, yeah, you know what TJ's like. He's so diligent. Um, he's a bloody hard worker, and he's shaving some yeah. time off that rehab. I'm not sure how you can actually do that. I'm sure it's a natural <laughs> healing process of your body, but um, you'll find a way. You'll find a way. Hey Geordie, when you yeah. when you're looking at the the comp over the last couple of weeks and the way it's hit the ground running, you know, and you look at uh, Tokuiho, the way that he's playing, even Brad Weber over the last couple of weeks, how he's playing, do you look at it from a position where you say I really need those players to be playing well for me to to shine? And are you happy with the form um, of the players in the first two weeks? Yeah, for sure. Um... In particular, our forward pack's been been massive. Um, we've got world class um, props now, and uh, like Lomax and Colsey and Safuamoa, who have just gone to another level. And Isaiah Walker and Blackwell have been outstanding at locks. And then I'll cover the whole forward pack, and then we go to like, <laughs> dynamic loose career and Artie and. Um, Duplessis, Braden Yossi, Flanders and Kudalakai. So we've got some forwards who are on top of their game at the moment and it's, it's certainly helping um, yeah, outside backs do a bit of work. So look, the game of rugby hasn't changed. We need our pack to dominate up front and we've, we've seen so much growth in, in our pack in the last couple of years. So um, 
yeah, I've been loving what I've been seeing up, up front and yeah, earning a lot of scrum penalties and our mall's going great. Beautiful. And when you get a good full pack, mate, you get good front foot ball for you. 12 position. Is that your position, Geordie? You are looking pretty bloody sharp there, I must say. Never thought I'd say that. Said it. But you are. You're looking pretty good. Yeah, hopefully, Dad. You're just going to keep trying to improve and get getting better every week. I know it sounds cliche, but um, yeah, it's, it's a challenging position. You're in the game all the time, both sides of the ball, and, and, and no two games are the same each week. And I guess preparing accordingly to um, the team you're, you're facing and yeah, just trying to impact the game as much as you can. You've played a lot on the outside. So what are those subtle changes that you have, you've had to make to, to transition into the 12 jersey? I think it's been effortless. You've just been, you, you love the contact area, you're physical, you're defensively very good at what you do. So for our listeners out there, and they're going to be watching on over the weekend with the Blues game, what, what would they look for for you in, in your game? Yeah, in some ways, instinctively, it was a bigger change younger in my career going to fullback where I hadn't really played at all, but... Um, kind of going back to what I know and what I've always done as a kid and those I guess those changes you, you've got less time um, there's more collisions a lot of it's front on and, and you're in that transition zone where you've got to be across the board and defence and attack and um, I guess learning some detail off the off the back of the line out where you've got to understand what pitches. Um, and shapes teams are going to throw at you and try to exploit, exploit you in that transition zone where teams just go to try to get some momentum in their first, second and third phase. So I guess being one step ahead and trying to nullify that and stop all that momentum and then other side of the ball, try and get some game on yourself. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a position that requires um, yeah, a lot of preparation and it's, but it's exciting, you always in the game. Hey, Geordie, when, when, when I've been watching you play, especially in that 12 jersey, I, I don't know whether it's a Taranaki thing, but um, do you like it when it starts to get a little bit more confrontational? And, and, oh, he loves it. And it's, you know, He's a grub. You're at that point where you're going, <laughs> yeah, right, I just want to get my head stuck in there. Because it seems to me that the more conf- confrontational it gets, which is great going into the World Cup, um, by the way, the better Geordie Barrett gets. He loves it. Yeah, having four four older brothers probably contributes to that. I've got a bit of edge about me and pretty competitive when the heat gets on. But um, yeah, I understand what you're meaning. I enjoy the confrontation and physical battle. Um, but there's also you got to harness that. You be so accurate in that position and with my height and and the ball carry and tackle. Got to get my technique so right because you know if I someone up top or carry too high or then you're in trouble so you got to be real accurate I think that's a change I've seen in your game too Geordie I, I remember back in the early days you get angry you get confrontational and you probably go you're real individual with it but now I've seen that, that calm head on your shoulders now and you're making decisions under pressure but you're still harnessing that that um that aggression and that attitude, mate. So keep it up. And, uh, yeah, you're looking bloody sharp there, Geordie. We're just going to talk a little bit about golf because it'll be rude not to. You love your golf game. And I said it earlier, you're playing more golf than rugby. What are you off? And are you targeting the New Zealand Open next year to take my position? <laughs> um, well, 
I'm not sure if I'm playing too much um, or more golf than, than Spotty, but I'm testing the waters a bit. Uh, I'm off a one, <laughs> one handicap in my dig, but my oh. golf game's in a bit of a holding pattern. I'm just trying to add a few different swings, so you know the way it is. It's a, it's a tough game that doesn't need overcomplicating um, already, so um, I just love it. What are you changing? What are you, what are you trying to do? Shape the ball both ways? Oh, no, oh, we won't go into it. We won't go into it, Dave. Just, just a few swing changes. Oh, beautiful. I was playing, I, I caught up with Brendan McCullum last week, and he said you played a, a golf game with England in England, and he said you played off the black tees. You went really well, mate. How was that experience playing with England? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, they were out of our local um, local club, Royal Wellington Golf Club, as we we're training out in the Upper Hutton out at the new facility, so... Um, just on the back doorstep and it was great to see those boys over there um, yeah, a few of our guys a bit of a fan fanboy moment seeing the whole <laughs> English team come on to um, Royal Wellington one afternoon it was good to get a hit with Baz and those boys I'm not sure why they go back to the blacks all the time and set themselves up for, for failure but um, they handled it pretty well they all bomb it that, that's what they said. They said they all play off the blacks back in, in England. It all makes sense, though, um, I reckon. Like, you, you, you're hitting, yeah, I reckon I've got to start playing off the blacks and not the whites because I'm killing myself, mate. I'm an absolute hacker. You're a gun. You're an absolute gun <laughs> there, Geordie Barrett. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Uh, we really appreciate it. Blues this week, this weekend. Getting it done or what? Are you still talking to me, Dick? <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, oh, look, it's it's going to be tough. We're missing missing Artie and um, and Brace, but look, we've got a young group who's who's confident and first week back at home after two weeks on the road. So we we can't wait to yeah have the Blues here in Wellington. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Jordy. All the best over the weekend. You boys are absolutely flying at the moment, which is hard for me to actually say. But well done. You're going good. Keep it up. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Awesome. Cheers, Bigger. Thanks, mate. There he is. The one and only Geordie Barrett. He's off a one. He's very good at golf, mate. Honestly, like, out of all the players, absolutely flushes it. Hits perfect irons. Got mm. good technique. Should set a game up yeah. between him and Jared Warrior Hargraves. Is Jared good? Mate, could have turned pro. Yeah? yeah? No. 100%. I can't pick that. Instead of having a yellow ribbon boxing match, why don't we have a yellow ribbon golfing match? <laughs> I'll be keen. Eh? Because I can't fight. And I actually get him off the proper handicaps, because I know you're a burglar for seven. And me? Yeah, I'm you not should... a burglar. I, I'm not a burglar. I'm playing poor, poor golf at the moment. But uh, Geordie Barrett, he's playing very good rugby at 12, and uh, he's playing some golf as well. Great to chat with him. We're going to shoot off. We're going to come back and talk some Super Rugby because there's plenty of action. And, well, we're going to name our Super Rugby Player of the Week from last week. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the great, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. It was great to catch up with a really energetic Geordie Barrett, and that was brought to you by BizCover for business insurance that will help kick risks out of your way, choose bizcover.co.nz. 
Well, coming up, we're going to talk some Super Rugby because last weekend, we haven't spoken about it, but there was some fantastic play on display in round two of Super Rugby. I'm going to kick it off, Kempi. I think this player is playing... Well, he's in fine form, and it stems from about 18 months of good, solid rugby. There was a lot of de- debate last year when he was left out of the All Blacks side, but he went over and played for the All Blacks Māori's team. And he played extremely well. Now, the reason I'm going down this line is because Will Jordan. Will Jordan is, well, he's in the unknown. He's in the unknown at the moment. And we don't really have any information on how he's tracking or how his head is going to hold up throughout the year. So he is, if he's available, he will be our fullback for the All Blacks. I'm picking um, so this person, I think, has played extremely well. He carved up the Crusaders in week one. He scored three tries uh, against a pretty underwhelming Moana Pacifica side. That will be a whole lot better this week, is Sean Stevenson. Shooter Stevenson, I think, for the last 16, 18 months, has been in fantastic form. He has got some great feet, probably the best feet in the game at the moment, his ability to beat a man one-on-one. It's outstanding, so he would have to be my Super Rugby player of the week for last week and potentially the week before when he destroyed the Crusaders. So Sean Stevenson painting, paving his way to potentially an All Blacks call-up. There and you if, go, Kempe, for you. And if he doesn't get it, he'll definitely be signing for the NRL because he'd make a great NRL player. And I know that every mm. club in the competition will be keeping tabs on old Shooter, the sp- Mate, size and speed and can carry a football. He'd look great um, in the other code. But I'm picking that with you too. I think Sean Stevenson goes away with the World Cup. He's um, he's too good to be left out. Uh, look, I think there's a few, is he? I think uh, mm. Damian McKenzie's been outstanding the first two weeks, been very good for the Chiefs. Um, Geordie Barrett, obviously, is a, the standout for me. He's a, he's a you know, fantastic player and love the way that he plays at second 5-8. But I'm actually going to go for... One one of the little men, and uh, he he did it pretty tough last year. He missed out. He didn't know what he did wrong. I thought he was a, a shoe in for the All Blacks. Um, scored a couple of tries, meat pies last week. I, I think he you got to take him away. Just you got to take him away because he can't score tries. You know, I mean, you, mm. you look at the halfbacks. Not many of them are getting over the over the white line, but he's um, he's always on the back of breaks. Brad Weber. He's he's always he's a competitor. He's 100 miles an hour, and with the Chiefs, I think if they can keep the roll going and get through and, and really compete at the back end of the season in Super Rugby and, and make the final and win it, I think Brad Weber's name goes down to that all-black sheet. So uh, for me, I thought he cut good game last week, couple of tries. Um, yeah, he's going from strength to strength. He's obviously listened to what the coaches have said last year, gone away and worked on it, and he, has, he hasn't had a better start to a Super season. Beautiful. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. And those are our Super Rugby Pacific players of last weekend. And we've got a big weekend of rugby coming up this weekend. And you can catch that all live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific competition. couple of messages to get through Kempe, good morning, lads. I think 23 22 to the Warriors with a drop, drop goal from Timaiti Martin and Golden Point. How good up, up the Warriors. Anthony from Rotorua. And another one from John Cambo. Winning has got to be the best memory as he beat the best on the planet. 
to do so and is a proud Kiwi. Cheers, John. Another one from John Warriors 2016. Over the Roosters, Chooks are getting plucked. Johnny boy, so good. Cam, keep the faith in the Mighty Warriors be winning for Team Izzy 18-16. Yes, Cam, Team Izzy all the day. And uh, keep those... Oh, this is pretty harsh, actually. Canes, must love playing away from home because they get bigger crowds. Wellingtonians are fraud sports fans. Wow. Oh, coming off the back fence. That's obviously from Ken, is it? <laughs> I don't know, it was an unknown text, and I was like, oh, he's on a heater this morning, this guy. <laughs> so good. Oh, What's your take on William Warbrick at the Storm, Kempe? The message? Oh, solid. Absolutely mm. solid. I think he's a, he's a big body. He He's taken to it like a duck to water. It's actually a really hard position to play on the wing when you transition – from um, from rugby to rugby league, I think somewhere along the lines, by the looks of it, he's had uh, a couple of games of rugby league because he's picked it up, mate. Like, yeah, he, he knows when to carry. He's in position. I got to say though, he's in the best system, you know. Mm. So, uh, what do I think of him? Pff, mate, might see him in a black jersey soon. <laughs> Well, he's played in the black jersey with the Sevens team, so it's only fitting that he goes on and plays for the Kiwis. Thank you, Kempe. We'll shoot off, and we're going to come back with some choices, flooring poll results, and some headlines with Joey B. We're coming up to the end of our Friday show. It's been a big week, and I can't wait to reflect as well with the Friday tipple. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. But I somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky-ass hits like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few ends as I breeze through. Two in the morning and the party still jumping because my mama ain't home. I got some freaks in the living room getting it on. Getting it on. And... Yes, welcome back. Kizzy Kempe for breakfast. Thank you. Oh, that is so good. We're going to do some headlines. I got carried away. Sorry, lads. It's Snoop Dogg. No, it's not Snoop Dogg. He's playing tonight in Christchurch, and I've made the grown-up decision. I'm not heading along. I'm going to stay home and uh, look after my babies and uh, have a quiet weekend, but I'm very jealous now that you've played that tune. Anyway, let's get, catch up with Joe. Some headlines brought to you by Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Joey B? Yes, Izzy, just uh, some quick UEFA Europa League um, scores. Sporting and Arsenal are tied 2-all in the 88th minute. Union Berlin is uh, behind Union St. Galosi 3-2 in the 89th minute. And Man United's got coming up at 9am. You confident, Izzy? You confident uh, they're going to go all the way win the Europa League? Yeah, very confident, mate. Always confident, Joey B. Always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, is it? Okay, that, those are your headlines. Gal, feeling your mission, pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gal.co.nz. And time for your choices flooring poll results. The question was, what headline do you think we're most likely to be reading come Monday morning? They agree with you. The punters, Izzy and Kempe. The breakers are NBL champions come Monday morning. Win back-to-back games. Going to win Sunday night at Spark Arena. 43%. The breakers are NBL champs. That's Jules Florian poll result. And uh, I think Pip's on the line, eh, is he? Yep. We're going to catch up with Pip for our TAB Live update. Bit live in your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. you got Pip Morris on the line. How you doing, Pip? 
I'm good, Eddie. How are you this morning? Very good. Are you a bit chippy today because your Panthers just getting one over, having a bit of rabbit stew? Yeah, it was certainly nice to see them uh, bounce back this week and just showed what they can do still. And look, I, re- I was really happy to see Sonny Luke come on the field quite early. Obviously not good that Mitch Kenny got that head knock, but it just shows what he can do. So I just think it shows that, you know, we're not going to be down and out like everybody thought this season. Mm, you're running right in them right off, but I've got them in my little team, little list that we're, me and Kempi having a wee competition this year. Anyway, what have we got today? We have a big race at Ōtaki. Yeah, we certainly do. I can tell you, Battle of Dollar Lily in race number three looks the best thing of the day there. I know Bevan Sweeney was really keen uh, on her. I'll be covering Addington Greyhounds too, and I like Finn Lizzie in race number 10 for Jean and Dave Fahey. Of course, we have International Women's Day on Wednesday, and we're still running plenty of options with the sports as far as women's games being boosted. And the Chiefs Manawa to win by 11 to 20, most popular, and that's $4 boosted. Blues women by 13 or more, 350 boosted. And the Magic and Stars, either team to win by one to five points at 240 is boosted. Those are the three main popular options there for the NRL this evening. The Eels leading the best in the head to head bet there at a dollar fifty. Mike Acevo, anytime try scorer, and Eels win one to 12 is the most popular option, boosted at 475. Broncos slightly ahead at 180 as far as the head-to-head goes. And the Chiefs 13 or more at $1.45 are the favourite options. And just quickly, guys, of course, we do have one of the last Group 1 race meetings at Pukekohe this weekend with the Auckland Cup Group 2 action. But we do look forward to the Group 1 Bone Crusher and the Group 1 Sistema. And Taiko Tokun, no surprise, he's the best back in the Sistema at 140. Crowell in the Auckland Cup. And the Bone Crusher, sorry, and Lincoln King in the Auckland Cup at $9 is the most popular selection there for a bit of a value play. Beautiful. Anyone, what's, how are they back in the NBL, Breakers? Anyone back in the Breakers or are they staying with the Kings? Oh, absolutely, getting in behind the Breakers. I think that's the key with Spirit. Come on, the Breakers. Get in behind the Breakers here. So, yeah, no, definitely mm. we've got about 65% of the head-to-head market is on the Breakers. So is Thin Lizzy your best bet of the weekend? Well, she's not my best bit of the weekend. My best bit of the weekend is big time Jonas at Monaco race number four. I just think he'll pick up the win. Hopefully the bookies be nice and give me about $3. But I definitely think she'll get home today for Gene and Dave, break tense and Lizzie. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Pip. What are you up to for the rest of the weekend? You're obviously busy working, are you? I certainly am, Lizzie, and it'll be a nice quiet one on Sunday, I think, and watch a bit more league. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Pip. You have a lovely weekend. Appreciate it. Take care. That was Pip Morris, TAB Live Update. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. A couple of messages coming through. Morena Lads, Kempi, Broncos, Cowboys. Will it go to Golden Point for oh, Richie? Good. Yeah. Good. Tell you what, Golden Point, what about halftime draw? Richie, <laughs> have a look at that. Halftime draw. That will be juicy. And just one more before we shoot off. We've got Friday Tipple coming up. Good morning, guys. Whilst the major golf wins of Cambo and Lydia are very special memories, as well as Craig Perk's incredible finish at the Players' Championship, watching black and white footage in the movie Theatre of Sir Bob Charles winning the 1963 British Open at Royal Lytham and St Anne's was a great motivator to a young 14-year-old just starting out 
on a 16-year passion for the game. Special thanks to Adidas for their generous donations to your program. That is from Mike S. in Auckland. That is a great message. Yes, the great Sir Bob Charles. I get to bump into him every now and then down here. And the thing is, Kempi, he is still flushing it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely flushing. Like he'll, he doesn't have the distance, but he always hits like a four or five iron in, and it's just the perfect shape. Yeah. On he's still beating his age. I think he's in the, he's in his eighties now, and he's shooting seventies, so he's still going pretty Unbelievable. well. So good, so good. Our our, our latest. Our uh, New Zealand major winners, Michael Campbell and Sir Bob Charles, hopefully Ryan Fox, who finished. I'll give you a wee update in the PGA. Eight under is C. Ramney, Ramy from uh, from America. Colin Morikawa is seven under. And then I've got to scroll down because Foxy dropped a couple. He is two under, uh, two over after the first round for a tide of 109. And I've just seen the purse payout for that tournament. First place, Kempe, four and a half million. Second place, two point seven two five million. Third place, one point seven two five. Fourth place, one point two two five. Fifth place, one million. So you one to five, you're still earning a million dollars US. So it is a big event there at the Players Championship. Come on, Foxy. Hopefully he can rally around and get that done. And do you want to know what? I've had a wee go at this. And I've taken Jordan Spieth. And well, I'm having a look. He's one under. Tied for 20th. Come on, Spieth. Keep circling. We're going to shoot off. We'll come back. We've got the Friday tipple. Big week. Can't wait. Yes, we have made it. Oh, love this little track, this tune. Because it is Friday and we're heading into a big, big weekend. But it has been a big week and kicking off the week. And this week, and Joe Wheeler, he joined the show following a big super rugby, super round of rugby in Melbourne. And we asked him about the viewing spectacle that was Sonny Bill Williams commentating in a singlet. So just what he wants, you know that, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you look as good as that and you've got pipes like that, I'd be getting them out as well, Dagger. It was about 34 degrees in Melbourne, so you can understand why he um, stripped the jacket off and, and sat in the singlet and, and worked on the tan while doing a little bit of commentary. It was smart. Reminded me of a little bit of Debo from Friday. You know, big Debo from Friday on his bike. Debo <laughs> <laughs> oh, Williams, how yeah. good. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good movie too, Sonny Paul Williams. Those aren't guns, those are cannons, son. But, but both of us are away for this chat as he is the Warriors coach, Andrew Webster, joined the show and gave a little look into their game plan for tomorrow night against the Roosters. Oh, well, I think there's a generic plan. We know what that looks like. We're not executing it at the moment. Um, we're not building that pressure on our last players that we'd like. Um, but we know what we want to do. We're just not executing it right now. Um, we do game plan different things, so I think that's more adding or taking away. So I'll give you an example, and the Roosters can hear this for a while. Yeah, we're not going to kick across the field to Tupo this week. <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. He's pretty damn good. Yeah, and that's, 
that's no disrespect to our catches. It's just that why would you even yeah. do that? Yeah, it was 50-50 the kicking game for me last week and something that they do need to improve on. If they want to have a look at a kicking game, just have a look at Nathan Cleary's last night. It was outstanding. Uh, our next guest never kicked it at all. He was one of the greats for the All Blacks. And Kurt Patrick joined us and he had a nice message to those in the rural communities out there doing it tough. It's a slow process. I mean, now, you know, we haven't really had a summer at all, so... It's not easy to get out there and tidy, you know, roads up, slips up. It's not easy, but, you know, with help from, you know, your neighbours and your, and your friends, you know, you, they'll, they'll get through it, but it's, you know, it's a trying time. Mentally, it's, it, it sort of works on you. You know, these guys are, these farmers now, they work as hard as farmers have ever worked. I just wish them well in their, in their recovery, and so, you know, it's... Uh, it's not an easy time, but when you see the sun come out, uh, it certainly makes a difference. Mm. Yeah, it's been tough times there in, in Gizzy, Kempe. They've seen no sun and it's still continuing. They're still trying to clean up there in, in the Hawks Bay as well. So Kirky, absolute champion. Honestly, one of the greats. Played over 100 games and uh, played for Poverty Bay as well. Absolute champion. Thanks yeah, for your legend. time there, Kirky. Yep, absolute legend. I hear you guys... They've been trying to get our listeners paid and trying to predict who will win the four <laughs> golf majors this year while I was away. Come My, on, JT. Michael Hendry, he joined the show, didn't he? He gave us his take. I think Rory's due for the Masters. <gasps> um, I think it's Rory's year to get the slam. I'd say Ram PGA. Yeah, love it. Yep. Ram British Open. Oh, yes, boy. And Declare it. I'm just going to throw it out there. Tiger, US Open. <laughs> <laughs> tiger. Tiger, Tiger, Ram, Ram, Ram. <laughs> wow. just... that's, uh, that's enough of him. That's enough of him. What's the Oracle take? Because last time we had the Oracle pick a winner, JT. he went and got JT, Justin Thomas at the PGA. You remember that? Yeah. JT. So give me your four. Ooh. Give me your four. Masters. I go Rory. I think he gets one. US Open? US Open? Oh, you know, the US Open, I always would love Tiger to get there. So you going Tiger? I'm going to go Tiger. That's a, that's a thousand to one. Yep. Uh, PGA Championship? Ryan Fox. Fox, PGA? Yep. Fox, okay. And the Open, British Open? No, no, I'll take Fox in the Open. Yep. Okay. I think yep. Fox yep. is better and than who that. And the PJ? PJ. I'm going to go Scheffler. Scheffler. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. There you go. Rory, Tiger, Scheffler, Fox. Beautiful. And our toast of the week. Really awesome to catch up with freediver William Truebridge. He reached 102 metres underwater. And Louis and I were pretty blown away uh, as he explained what's going through his mind and what he's yeah, feeling underwater for so long. You're intensely like with yourself. Like you don't really get that much stimuli from outside. There's no, there's no noise. You don't see much. In fact, most of the time I have my eyes closed wow. and wow. you don't really feel your body so much in the water, right? Because there's no sensation of kind of, um, you're not standing on it. You don't feel your weight. And so without all that sensory stimuli, you go inside yourself and you get a really intense experience of what your kind of your actual consciousness is, like what it feels like just to be a speck of awareness drifting down into the, into the depths. Wow. A very, very special man. William Truebridge, and 
gave us some great advice if you're struggling with anxiety or you have any mental, uh, you know, you're struggling with your mental health. Can you please go over, I encourage you to go listen to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SCNZ app and you can get all our podcasts from the week, weeks before and you can have a listen to William Truebridge, an absolute an outstanding Hawks Bay man, in fact. And speaking of another Hawks Bay champion, Ian Smith coming up.